You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Garrett Palladian. He is originally from Florida, but is an artist based in New York City. He has a Bachelor of Arts in Theater and Advertising from the University of West Florida. He was a full-time company dancer from 2014 to 2016 with the Ballet Pensacola, the only resident professional ballet company in the area. He is truly a hyphenate. He co-wrote and is creator of Golem Owned a Tropical Smoothie, a new musical that won Best Musical, Best Lyrics, and Best Direction at Soundbite 6.0 Musical Festival back in 2019. And he also co-wrote and was a creator of the miniseries Booked and Blessed. Also, Garrett recently made his off-Broadway debut with Stranger Sings parody musical. So, Garrett, thank you so much for coming over to Backstage Talk. Um, Welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So happy (laughs) to be here. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you choose this thespian path in life. Wow. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, I think that was a great intro. I'm from Panama City Beach, Florida, originally. Uh, my family was military, so we moved around a little bit. Uh, but I think what made me choose this lifestyle has always been, you know, first and foremost, encouragement from my friends and family. I owe it all to them. And then just that initial instinct of wanting to be a performer and an artist. Um, I mean, it's not an original story, but when I was a kid, I, I put on plays and concerts for my family and then... I think I first started getting into theater and discovered it when I was maybe 10, 10. Yeah. When we were in San Diego, California, which has a huge musical theater community. Um, And then from there, I just, it sort of snowballed and I became obsessed with the idea of being on stage and doing this as a career. Like the fact that I knew that you could do this as a career, I just, it kind of lit something inside of me that I could not, turn off and so 
Um, like you said, I, I continued to um, uh, pursue it in college. And then I got an opportunity to uh, dance outside of school. So I switched gears and sort of created my own program within the University of West Florida. Um, and then you know, that transferred um, to New York City. So I, you know, after college, I uh, was able to get myself an agent because I had that dance background. And so that was my initiative to move to the city. And I've been here ever since. And I feel like I've continued to switch gears. Um, I'm still an actor and I'm pursuing that. But I mean, my main focus has been writing, producing and creating my own work here in the city. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We've all had to like pivot a lot during yeah. 2020. So mm -hmm. it's wonderful that you are now concentrating uh, on being a writer and a producer. I want to go a little bit back into you as a performer. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your journey in musical theater, because uh, reading your resume, I saw that you were in Cabaret, you were mm -hmm. in For the Record, The Brad Pack, you were in Rocky Horror and others. Yeah. So tell me about it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Just hearing the, the titles of those shows um, has brought I have so many great memories from the shows. Um, and, you know, each of those shows really... Um, sort of molded me as a performer and um, were roles that I really wanted to do. So the fact that I got the experience to do them um, was incredible. Uh, yeah, I, the one that really had the most impact on me was for the record, the Brat Pack, because um, that was where I met a lot of the people here in the city that I, I started writing with and I started creating with. So I owe a lot to that experience And that show, it probably means the most to me. And then, yeah, oh gosh, Cabaret was such a, a great experience. I mean, people who know that show know how transformative it can be for a performer. So the fact that I got to do it was a dream. Uh, and then, oh, God, I've done Rocky Horror maybe like four times. It's one of my favorite shows, movies now. Um I'm trying to think what else. I've, I've done all of the shows that I, every kid is supposed to do. Like, Suzukul was my first musical. Um, I did not mean to write in that, but I did. So there you go. Um, I'm trying to think Suzukul. What else have I done? I did, like, Little Women in college. Um, I did Romeo and Juliet. Um, yeah. And each of the, I mean, each of those shows that I did, like I said, shape me into the person I am today and the type of performer that I've become. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so much fun to think back on my career and sort of sum it up in a nutshell. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you recently had your off-Broadway debut. Congrats yeah. for that. With Thank Stranger so Things. This is a parody musical of Stranger Things. So mm -hmm. how was it taking that show, mega show, to into a stage? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, that so that was the first uh, performing gig I got post-COVID. So the fact that it just happened to be my off-Broadway debut was I couldn't have asked for a better gig. And then the fact that it was parody and sort of lived in the same world that the show I was writing lived in. Just, it was too perfect. Um, and that was an incredible cast, an incredible creative team. It was, it was a really good experience. Um, 
and then we got to release an album album on top of that which was i i we i'm still shocked that i got to be a part of something like that um it was a hilarious show and i, I hope that it has another life um outside of the the um venue that we did it in and the amount of time we got to do it in because it was kind of short-lived it was only we only ran for a month so fingers crossed that we continue to do it i mean if you know stranger things this show will give you everything you want i mean it pokes fun at the style the time period the characters um and like the whole running theme for that show was justice for bar because that character got no justice in the tv film so if you are unsatisfied with how that flat point went in the tv show you will love how it turns out in the musical yeah it was like such a good time i love it i love it i'm crossing fingers because i want to either you need to get a video recording or i need uh -huh. to go see it live <laughs> I'm hoping for the second part of that. I mean, I want you to see it live. I want so many people to see it live. And I think that there's a strong possibility that that could and will happen. Um, we just got to get through the winter right now <laughs> yeah. and see where theater's at in New York after this this cold, cold winter we're about to enter into. <laughs> yeah, crossing fingers. So what was your best memory from this show? Um... all of the moments that made us laugh during the rehearsal process that were unprompted unscripted watching people um discover things and find out like who these characters were who they were going to be for this version of the show um and to all the things that went wrong that turned out to be right um yeah just yeah all the stuff that the audience really didn't get to see were probably the best parts because they were so organic and spontaneous and i mean that's that's live theater and that's what really keeps us coming back for more makes it so um you know different from film or tv yeah absolutely i want to now shift gears a little bit into you as a writer and a creator mm -hmm. what was the bug that bit you to make you sit down and write things? Uh, so um, I met my writing partner, Ethan Crystal, who I co-wrote uh, Gollum on the Tropical Smoothie with. I met him um, on the, for the record, the Brat Pack gig. We were working on a cruise ship. We had a lot of time um, and we decided to sit down and write this thing that I had an idea for. And he came up with our opening jingle. And I, it all started from there. And it kind of started spiraling into me even thinking that I could be a writer. And I found that within myself. And it's been so therapeutic for me. It's been so, um, uh, it's given me so much control as an artist. And I think that's what keeps me coming back for more because I, it, I, it's all on me. It's, I can just sit down and I can, I can write what's in my head and, um, yeah. So it all started with, uh, meeting Ethan on that boat. Really it was that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you two Matt, you started throwing ideas at him. You started mm -hmm. writing things. He wrote the music and where is the show right now? Um, 
so we actually just had a reading of the most recent script two nights ago because we're trying to uh, get back into shape and try to figure out what's the next step if it's going to be for us. Um, so, you know, after the, the winter passes and uh, theater sort of starts to become what it's going to be, because, I mean, it's not really safe for new shows to open up right now, in my opinion. Um, so our, our goal is to do an off-Broadway one run. That's what we were going to do um, pre-pandemic, and then everything got shut down. So that is our goal. This will always be a, a live show, um, whether it's, you know, spirals into other um, versions of it, so be it. But this will always be a live uh, show. So, yeah, we're hoping for that. We're just waiting for theater to sort of come back officially. Um, yeah. And with you just received a grant, you've won awards with the show. I know mm -hmm. it will have, if not won, several off-Broadway runs. And I am excited for you to um, end this show to see where it's headed. So tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about what this show is about. Okay, so uh, the show is called Gollum on a Tropical Smoothie. Uh, it follows a regular high school kid named Ian and uh, his older sister Gabby who have just moved to Panama City Beach Florida um, Ian works at a tropical smoothie shop with his best friend Kyle who's a stoner college dropout and uh, together the three of them have um, one week to raise $60,000 to save the shop or they lose it forever because this mega smoothie corporation smoothie kingdom wants to buy out the shop and have a monopoly over all smoothie shops in the Bay County area. Um, but I mean, so it's, it's a, it's, it's a super comedy. If you know movies such as Dodgeball, Good Burger, it sort of follows that same plot point in a way. Um, and then if you like Avenue Q, Book of Mormon, you know, it's got that same humor. It's a lo lot of puppets. Um, And, you know, this more than that, the, this, the show is about growing up and the relationships you make um, when you're young and keeping those relationships and also, you know, figuring out what you want in life, um, who you want it with and believing in yourself enough and how, how hard are you going to fight for those things? Uh, you know, the show's got a lot of heart. Um, the music is fun. It rocks. It's, it's an original score, original scripts, all original. Um, oh yeah. And like Gollum owns the smoothie shop that they all uh, work in. So, and let's, and it's not Gollum from Lord of the Rings. It's Gollum from Jewish folklore, which is in the public domain. And yeah, any similarities are pure coincidence. because we would never, we would never, we would never mess with something that's copywritten because that's illegal. <laughs> yeah absolutely when when i first read the title of the show i was like no no this is not Gollum from lord of the rings it's so, it, it's written no, differently it's spelled differently yeah it's yeah. not the same we make a point it's not the same um so the tolkien estate please don't come for us okay we mean no harm uh but yeah yeah it's um yeah it's Gollum owned a tropical smoothie meaning past tense like he loses the shop what happens You have to come see the show to find out. It's a good time. It's just, it's, it's super funny. If you like South Park, it's same humor, same raunchy, vulgar humor. So it's very like adult swim. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. My type of humor, honestly. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so you just said that this show works with puppetry, but I mm -hmm. also know that the other show that is um, on film, it's a mini web series that it's yeah. called Book and Blessed. It also works with puppetry, right? Yes, yes. A lot of the things that I do uh, are have, have puppets that intertwine all the universes, and that's sort of like something I'm trying to create. Uh, I'm a designer and I have that skill set. So I wanted to incorporate as much of that into my work as possible because uh, it just sort of sets me apart and it's, you know, gives a, a, something a little different. Um, I love it. So, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about Booked and Blessed, this mini series uh, that you've been uploading to Instagram. So tell mm -hmm. us about the creation process for the, for the series. Yeah, so Booked and Blessed, I co-wrote with uh, Leah Nardi, and uh, it, it is about two actors in New York City trying to make it, and all of their inner thoughts are portrayed through the eyes of a puppet that only they can see. Um, they're really quick, mini episodes, five minutes or less. Um, yeah, and it just it's about the, the struggles of trying to be an actor and not even really an actor sometimes, just trying to make it in this city um, that is so electric and um, I mean, there's no other place like New York City, but it's also just, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Anybody who's been, who's tried to live here will tell you it is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work, but it's also, um, there's a lot of reward in being here too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's also very showing how you've lived on New York City through the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about Leah and I's experience living here and, you know, things that have happened to us at auditions, thing that, that things that have happened to us in life, just being here, um, you know, and it's a comedy. I should have said that before, if not obvious. Um, You know, but it's it's also real, and it's what we knew, and we yeah we knew how to write. We knew how to write it, so that's that's what we did, and we we created it out of you know frustrating being an actor and just living. You know, every there's so many people who want to do this in the city, um, and so we wanted some control in what we were doing, and we didn't want to wait around for anybody to tell us we could uh, perform our art or create our art so we're like yeah let's let's do this let's do the thing i love it i love it so garrett what would be that piece of advice you would give a young version of yourself oh um it would be to trust your instincts and continue to surround yourself with people who love and you trust and build those people up as much as you can just as much as they're going to build you up because you can't go wrong in that yeah i love it i love it and do you have any other show you're writing any other project going on oh uh, i wrote a a, a play that i'm continuing to make edits on um it's called my best friend in the universe and It follows uh, two friends in their 20s who are spending their summer apart for the first time. And it's, um, it's, it's about relationships and growing up again. It's about life. It's really a, a theme that I, I am 
trying to figure out and you know i'm interested the most in just like why are we here what are we doing um and you know everybody can relate to that so yeah it's a, it's it's something i'm working on and we'll hopefully put out soon and do some readings of and try to you know continue to shoot my shot man i'm trying to make it in new york city you just gotta you gotta grind and you've gotta uh just don't stop leaving yourself when nobody else does yeah i love it i love it i i wish you the best with every single project you have running right now one last question for you sure. before we go top five favorite musical theater shows oh my god <laughs> this is so hard i feel like i get asked this so many times um <clears throat> okay I, in no particular order just like my top five yeah so i grew up listening to wicked it'll always be something that's um you know brings me so much joy and so many memories so definitely wicked it's i think it's the show of the millennia for us um wicked um i love the last five years um oh gosh i love hades town that's that's a new musical that really i just can't stop listening to um i love into the woods and I, okay one more oh aida i love them I love them. Thank you so much. So, Garrett, if someone wants to contact you, to talk to you, um, to know more about your projects, where can people find you? Um, the easiest way would be to go to Um, You can also reach out to me on Instagram. Um, and then any of the, the accounts or projects that I'm currently running as well. Oh, GollumodeTropicalSmoothie.com. Uh at booked and blessed on instagram any of those venues you can reach out to me and i will respond no 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 problem <laughs> i love it well garrett thank you so much for coming over i've loved your process your journey as a thespian as a multi-hyphenate um, oh. and i cannot wait to see the success that lies ahead for you thank you so much this has been wonderful Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.